Welcome to the Salt Church Podcast. We're a church that meets in the heart of Wollongong. Come and visit us on Sundays, 10am and 5pm at 275 Kira Street. We'd love to meet you. Thanks, Adam. Uh, morning, everyone. Great to be with you this morning, uh, Vision Sunday. Uh, Fantastic to be talking about vision, uh, unpacking the Bible. Uh, welcome if you're new with us. Great to have you with us. I'd love to meet you. Uh, make sure you say good day today. Uh, what are we doing this morning? We're going to do a few things. We're going to. What is our vision? What are, What are we aiming for? What is the goal? The objective for Salt Church? How does that play out in 2023? Uh, we'll get to the Bible. Uh, we'll look at what God says. Uh, we're going to meet another staff member. And then we're going to, I'm going to get you to respond. I'm going to get you to engage with what we're doing. Say, yep, yeah, I'm, I'm in. Well, what is the vision? Uh, have a look at this on the screen. It's very simple and it's very big. Uh, here at Salt, our prayer is to see a flood of lifelong disciples in Wollongong and beyond. There's our vision. Now, let me unpack that quickly for you before we get to the Bible. Uh, notice a few words, really key words, important words. Uh, first one being flood. Uh, flood says what? Flood says big, doesn't it? Uh, flood says huge. Flood says bursting the banks. Uh, not a stream, not a river, but a flood. Uh, we're talking lots of people coming to know the Lord Jesus, growing in him, large groups of people. Uh, we're praying for and expecting new people to join SALT, new people to be with us this year. Uh, we're, we're all about helping new people discover Jesus, trust Jesus. Uh, that's what we're on about. Uh, why is that? Because we're in a city of massive need. Uh, Wollongong is full of people who need to know Jesus. And who is Jesus? Jesus is the Lord, the one deserving uh, of praise and worship and people giving him glory. But notice another word, lifelong. Uh, what are we after? We're, we want to make disciples who last the distance, uh, who go to the end, who are strong, not weak, uh, who are mature, firm, steadfast, uh, right to the end. Lifelong disciples. Disciples is another word of Jesus, not disciples of us, not disciples of anyone else, uh, but disciples of Jesus for God's glory. Uh, notice the word Wollongong is there. Uh, there are lots of missions taking place around the world. We're thinking, here is a mission field. Here is the mission field that's right under our nose. Uh, here is the city that we've been called to love. Uh, here is the city that we want to proclaim Jesus to, first and foremost, Wollongong. We're making disciples in Wollongong. But also notice the word beyond, not just Wollongong, we want to make an impact that's bigger than that, broader than that. Uh, God has given us resources, uh, all kinds of things that will help us make an impact bigger uh, than Wollongong. And so we want to think into that and give to that as well. So there's our vision. See a flood, lifelong disciples in Wollongong and beyond. And notice it's a prayer. I don't know whether you've thought about it. Why is it a prayer? Well, it's a prayer because... This is God's work. We've got no hope of doing this uh, on our own. This, is, this will happen because God graciously, in his kindness and mercy, 
uh, will make it happen. It is God's work as his word is spoken, as his spirit is moving in hearts and minds, people will become disciples of Jesus. Uh, yes, we've got a, a part to play in that. Graciously, God has inv- invited us into the mission. Uh, we've got a key part to play in that. But nothing will happen without God. This is God's mission. We're calling upon him. We're pleading with him uh, to make disciples in Wollongong. It's a prayer. Now think with me for a moment, how good would it be to see thousands upon thousands of people coming to call Jesus their Lord and Saviour? How good would it be that it just becomes normal to follow Jesus in Wollongong? Uh, That's far from the picture at the moment, isn't it? Uh, Imagine uh, you you come out of your street on a Sunday morning uh, and you're not one of a few people that are heading off to church Actually, everyone's heading off to church. Uh, It's actually hard to get out of your street. Uh, And the question is not, do you go to church, but what church do you go to? Imagine all of the churches, and it's going to take all of the churches across Wollongong to make this happen, are growing, are flourishing, are bursting at the seams. Imagine what it would look like on a Sunday. Uh, There's about 300,000 people that call Wollongong home. This is a guess, but I reckon there's probably 3 or 4% of our city that know Jesus, are part of a Bible-believing church. But imagine if it was 10%. Imagine if 1 in 10 people that you met in Wollongong followed Jesus. You know what that would mean for the churches of Wollongong? It would mean the churches of Wollongong, every single one of them, would need to be three times as big just to reach 10% of our population here in Wollongong. Uh, So it means that rather than SALT being 200 adult members, about 115 kids and youth, we'd need to be 600 members, 350 kids and youth, just to see 10% of our city called Jesus the Lord. So we're all about growth. Uh, Growth, let me say this, growth in number, we want to see more people become disciples, but growth in maturity as well. Uh, Disciples that are deeply rooted, uh, there to the end, firm, following Jesus for a lifetime. And so what is it like? It's a church, uh, it's always thinking into a church that is larger in number, having a bigger impact on our city, seeing more lives changed. But it's also a church that is more mature, uh, a church that is deeply convicted on the things that Jesus is convicted on, Uh, loving Jesus from the heart, uh, seeing the world the way God sees it, Uh, a church that's generous, uh, a church that is deeply changed by what's happened in the Lord Jesus, a church that's using our gifts to serve. Imagine a church that's just radically different to our culture. As our culture turns away from Jesus, as a culture becomes darker, imagine a loving community that loves Jesus and stands out like a beacon. Now, can I say, if, if, we're, if that's the vision, uh, if that's the God-honouring vision, can I say up front what many of you already know, if you've been at Salt for a while, how hard is that? That is hard, isn't it? Uh, that is not the comfortable church, isn't it? I want to say, what kind of church are we? We're the uncomfortable church. <laughs> is, is that a phrase? Uh, we're not the comfortable church. Uh, uncomfortable because growth is uncomfortable. Uh, Think about this with me for a moment. Uh, Growth is good. 
uh, growth is honouring to God, it's loving to other people who don't yet know Jesus, but it's hard. It's not the easiest route to take. Uh, let me explain that. Uh, firstly, because it's not about you and it's not about me. Uh, see, once you start thinking about uh, new people becoming disciples of Jesus, you actually have to start thinking about other people, don't you? Actually, people that are not yet here, uh, people that are in desperate need of hearing Jesus, who are not you, who are not even at church yet, uh, who haven't even started coming to life yet. Uh, you need to think about what would it mean for us to be that little bit bigger in size? How could we grow and expand and welcome more, more people? Uh, you need to have a heart for people. You need to want others to come to know Jesus. You need to want others to join God's church. And you need to have a heart for God's glory, not your own glory. So I reckon it's hard for us uh, because it's not about us. But I reckon it's hard for another reason because it is about you. It is also about you, if you're a disciple of Jesus, growing in maturity. Uh, and that's not easy, that's not easy either. Uh, that means change. That means personal change. That means as you hear the word of God each week, as you ask God to work in your heart by the Spirit, that means change will happen in your life. Uh, that means repentance. I don't know whether you've noticed this, but I, I certainly feel the weight of this every week, that as we open up the Bible in our small groups here on Sunday, uh, if you take that seriously, this is God speaking to you, your loving Heavenly Father. What's his vision for you? To be more like the Lord Jesus in all his glory, and that it's a good path, but it's a sacrificial one. That is hard. Uh, that requires change, repentance. That means I've got to think into trusting Jesus more in this area of my life. Uh, I noticed that the last couple of weeks, uh, what we, we were talking about, uh, what does it mean to be thinking into our environment as a follower of Jesus? Uh, what does it mean last week to think about our finances, uh, be challenged with greed? Uh, each week it'll be different things, but it'll mean growing in maturity to become more like Jesus. Difficult thing. So we've often called our church the rescue boat, not the cruise ship. Have a look at these two pictures, uh, rescue boat and cruise ship. Everyone loves to go on the cruise ship, don't they? The cruise ship is fun. Uh, the cruise ship is all about you. But you know what happens on the cruise ship? You get fat. <laughs> because you go to the buffet too much, you spend lots of money, and you also get COVID. So just... <laughs> I'm not sponsored by any cruise ship here. Um, don't go on cruise ship. No, no. Cruise ships are fine. But it's, it's not the picture of our church, isn't it? We don't want to be fat lazy, selfish Christians going along aimlessly on this cruise. We want to be the lifeboat people, uh, helping rescue people in God's strength, see people become new disciples, people on the boat, us grow in maturity to please God in every way. So come with me to Matthew 28, because I want to ask you, why is this the mission? Why is this so central for us uh, here at Salt Church? Well, come with me to Matthew chapter 28. Have a look there at verse 16. It was the, the reading that 
Adam read out for us. Um, what's the context? Jesus has just uh, died on the cross. He's risen to new life. And here he is in verse 16, appearing in his resurrected body to the 11 disciples on the mountain. He's told them to meet him there. And when they saw him, verse 17, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Uh, I don't know whether you are a follower of Jesus this morning. Most of us are here, but if you're new to Christian things, you're working out, is this true? Is the Bible true? There's one of those phrases which I think points us to the reliability of the Bible. Uh, Not everyone believed Jesus at at that moment. Some doubted. I think Matthew's telling you this is the way it is. He's not trying to sugarcoat it. If I was making it up, I don't think I'd include that verse, but here is Matthew saying, this is the way it is. That's the nature of the Gospels, uh, historical accounts of what actually happened. Some doubted. But listen to Jesus' words. Uh, there's, there's four sections here. The first thing he says, all authority in heaven on earth has been given to me. Massive statement. Uh, Therefore, what are you to do? Go and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father, Son and Holy Spirit, second thing. Thirdly, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And lastly, and surely I am with you to the very end of the age. I reckon it's a pretty simple uh, statement there from Jesus, isn't it? Go and make disciples of all nations, baptising them. Uh, There's Jesus saying, there's your job. There's your mission. Every Christian, every church, that's us as Salt Church. But notice something interesting. The second half of what Jesus says, uh, the third section that I pointed you to, uh, it's not... uh, We aren't just helping those who aren't followers of Jesus become followers of Jesus. Not just new disciples. doesn't stop there. Look at verse 20. Making disciples, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. See, Jesus wants new disciples and he wants disciples that are taught everything that Jesus has taught them right to the very end of the age. Uh, So yes, it is a lifelong mission, isn't it? To see new people become followers of Jesus, to see those disciples grow for a lifetime until the Lord Jesus returns. And Jesus says, that's my mission I'll be with you in that whole uh, journey of discipleship right to the very end of the age. But let me dig a little bit deeper than that. Why is this, again, why is this the thing that Jesus says uh, as his words to the disciples? Why this mission particularly to the disciples and to us? I want to point you to five convictions I reckon Jesus has. Five things that Jesus... Uh, is committed to five things that have happened even before Jesus has said this. And so Jesus is not saying, go and make disciples in a vacuum. He's saying five things, I reckon, uh, that are super critical for us to get our heads around if we're going to be on board with this mission. So the first one is, everything is coming under Jesus. That's the future of the world. And you see it here in the passage, don't you? Jesus says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. I am the Lord. I am the King. Um, That's who I am. Uh, It's what the Apostle Paul says in Ephesians. So look at this uh, reference in Ephesians. Uh, Paul says, "We've we've been made known 
It's been made known to us the mystery of his will. Uh, This is God's plans and purposes according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ to put into effect when the times reach their fulfilment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. So that's what Jesus deserves, everyone, everything being brought under his lordship. And so that, that makes sense of the mission, doesn't it? What are we doing? We're calling every person to recognise Jesus is your Lord, whether you recognise it or not yet. Uh, one day you will bow the knee to him. It's also it's in the maturity, doesn't it? Every part of my life, every part of your life, Jesus is saying, come under me. Um, he is our good shepherd, our good Lord. Bring every part of your life under him. Which makes the mission a bit unpopular, doesn't it? Have you noticed this? Calling people to make a change. Calling people to... What are we doing when we're making disciples? I reckon we're saying, you're wrong. You're heading in the wrong direction. You need to change before it's too late. It's good, but you will need to change. And I reckon in our world... In our culture, it's a very relativistic world, isn't it? A very very um, relativistic culture where what you believe is what you believe, what I believe is what I believe. I'm not really to change your thoughts on too much. We should, we should live together in harmony, and harmony is good. But it kind of raises the question, what gives you the right, Christian, to call someone else to follow Jesus? Um, well, listen again to what Jesus says. He's died, he's risen, and he tells his disciples, I am the king of the world, therefore go and make disciples of all nations. Jesus is the king, every knee will one day bow to him. Uh, Now is the time to call people to bow to him before it's too late. So so you get the idea, Jesus, all things will come under Jesus. Uh, We're calling new people to become disciples of Jesus. We're actually calling, Jesus calling all of us to bring our lives under him. Growth, maturity. Now I want you to meet one of our staff, uh, Fee. So Fee's going to come up. Where are you, Fee? There you are. Grab a microphone. It's just there. Uh, we're going to just talk about growth in next gen. So yeah. hey, everyone. welcome, Fee. Let's give her a round of applause. Oh, okay, welcome there. Um, Mate. So talking about everything coming out of the Lordship of Jesus, uh, new people coming, uh, mm. people growing, that includes kids mm. and youth. Um, yeah. So we've, we've made some investments in kids and youth. Uh, we raised a chunk of money last year to be able to uh, have a position, which you're fulfilling at the moment. Mm. You're being paid two days a week this, this year. That's right. Um, and you're doing volunteers, volunteering hours as well. Um, tell us about, what, what's my question? Um, well, why don't we reflect a bit on how we went yeah, last twelve months. last year. That, that sounds great. Um, <laughs> yeah, so last year we made a commitment as a whole church to um, put a, a next-gen staff team member on. And I wanted to share a little bit with you about what that has meant. We, we talked about three things last year. We talked about um, multiplying the ministry by um, raising up and coaching leaders. Um, I love when this happens. Um, and uh, over last year, it's been really great to have Janet that was joining us um, during the week, and she helped us start Youth Brecky. 
Um, so um, across the year, we've seen youth feel at home at SALT. Um, I've seen youth who are serving with us, serving each other, serving us as a church, serving our young people. Um, I've seen them think about how to share their faith with others. Um, I've seen them go on camps. I've seen them grow as leaders. Um, and that's a platform that's going to continue to grow and that we're keen to see see continue to grow. Um, so really nice to see how that investment there overflowed. Um, we've also introduced last year team leaders um, for our Sunday program. So for each age group, we've got team leaders now that are there to help support and encourage our leaders. There's about 40 leaders every week that are helping make Sunday kids happen. And so not each week, sorry, <laughs> once a month collectively, there's 40. Um, yeah, and so they are, um, they've now got someone that's helping invest in them, help them serve together well, um, so that that's an encouraging and fruitful time for them, so that our young people in each of those groups are learning in a way that's appropriate for them so that they can grow to be lifelong disciples. Mm. Um, so that's an example of where we've seen um, our raising and coaching of leaders. Um, we've seen that happening this year, so really cool mm. to see that. So some real maturity happening. Yeah. Also some... Some numbers. Yeah, that's right. Yep, Feels we've... like there's always extra kids around. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So we've had about, um, we're just this year coming back to about 70 a week, which is kind of our pre-COVID numbers. Um, so really good to see that happening. That's a combination of us returning as members with our families. Well done. Um, and also new families that have joined us. So about 15 new kids from different families. Um, I want to share a bit too about, um, so team pastoring, that was our other big thing we were looking at. Mm. Um, and I think it's been a real joy to see, like at staff team, staff meeting, staff Christmas party, we shared about really nice to see, see stability in our staff team um, after a number of years of change. And so I think that trust and growth has continued. Um, it's meant in a concrete form for you. It's mean that, meant that I've seen our pastors continue to integrate NextGen into all their different areas. So um, our mission pastor is thinking about, okay, what do we do for SaltFest for youth and kids? What's that going to look like? And we're working together on that. Um, and uh, our magnification team who helped Sundays happen and help us love and be in awe of God um, are taking care of how youth can serve in that way. So instead of it just being something that's off to the side with next gen, it's getting integrated into our other pastoral portfolios. So um, that's really exciting. That's a great way that our church is expressing working together for all ages. Yeah. Um, also with long-term planning, that was the other big thing that we felt would... Um, move forward if we had a next-gen staff team member. Um, and I've had the privilege, I think I've seen this at play um, in two particular ways. One way, um, two ways that have helped me grow as a leader for long-term planning and big-picture planning. So I've had the privilege of meeting with Sarah Blanche, who's a member of our church but has previously been, um, Sarah and her husband um, were the pastor of um, Wagga Evangelical Church um, and Sarah oversaw all of their kids ministry there and so Sarah has very kindly met with me and helped me keep thinking about that big picture stuff um, so she was really helpful for me in thinking through okay how do we structure our leadership so that we can be effective um, I've also been joining in a kids wise um, training thing with Sandy Galea who's just this guru in kids ministry um, and she's we're talking with people from all over the world on Zoom monthly about how um, we think big picture as a church about next gen. So um, I'm really thankful to God yeah, for um, 
the commitment that you have made um, to put a staff member on has meant that we've been able to make progress in all of those areas, in team pastoring, in multiplying um, and raising up new leaders and in thinking long-term. Yeah, so fantastic. I'm excited about that. Um, what are you looking forward to, to 2023? Yeah. The first thing that comes to mind is just a sense of momentum. Um, so since I started this role about three years ago, every year um, we've started January either um, coming out of COVID or into another COVID or having a local outbreak. Um, so this is the first year that um, when we came to recruit new team leaders for our teams, I needed five or six instead of 20. Um, you know, so like just to give you a sense of the scale of change that's happened in recent years and to now come into a year where it's like, okay, we've got some things in place, let's go. Um, so I'm excited about some momentum that's building great. as we consolidate that. So, yeah. Thanks, V. Thanks for sharing. No worries. Okay. <laughs> Give her a round of applause. Okay. So there, there it is. Everything under the Lordship of Jesus. Uh, new disciples, growing disciples. We've just seen that in one area of church, next gen. Let me give you another one. The reality of heaven and hell. Uh, what's Jesus thinking? He's sh- super sharp on this, isn't he? As he steps into our, into our world, there are two realities for people. Uh, there's the reality of heaven, that destination, and then there's the reality of hell, that destination. There's the wonderful uh, uniting with God and enjoying him forever. And then there's the exclusion of people um, from God. And so what is Jesus uh, saying? He's saying with great urgency, now is the time to, to make disciples. Thirdly, uh, what's in Jesus' mind? It's what's just happened. It's the centrality of the cross. Uh, that the most significant thing that's ever happened is Jesus dying on the cross. Uh, that there the, the sins of the world were dealt with, uh, that if it wasn't for the cross, there'd be no forgiveness, no restoration with God. Now peace with God is possible, but only because of the cross. Uh, that's, that's foremost in Jesus' mind. So now that that has happened, that now that he has risen, go and make disciples, go and see people forgiven and restored. Fourthly, uh, life is short. Uh, listen to what Jesus says here. He says, surely I am with you to the very end of the age. This is Jesus' mission. It's a, it's a long-term mission. He's long-term committed to it. He's the Lord of all beyond time, but it's coming to an end. Uh, there will come an end of the age when it's all wrapped up, when the judgment day comes, and you have a very short window in the scheme of that great mission. Uh, You have a very short life. Um, People have a very short opportunity to turn back to follow Jesus. Uh, You have a very short window, think about this, to love and serve God's church, to give yourself to making new disciples and growing disciples. Uh, It puts an urgency, again, to this mission. Uh, What are we here for? It's, It's not about cruising. It's about a mission. Uh, It's a very short time. Uh, Paul says, don't be engrossed in the world, uh, for this world in its present form is passing away. Accept God's good gifts. Uh, Use the gifts that God's given you to build his kingdom because it will one day, uh, this world will come to an end. There'll be a new heaven and a new earth. Keep your sights set on that day. Life is short. Lots of people need rescuing. Now is the time to make new disciples now is the time to grow to prepare for eternity but lastly 
let me give you this one. Uh, Jesus has a deep, deep love for people. Uh, it's to state the obvious, isn't it? As you see Jesus walking uh, towards the cross, what fills him is love for his heavenly father, but also love for people who are lost. Uh, you see his great compassion, don't you, in healing, uh, in the way he feeds the hungry, uh, his concern for injustice, but ultimately what pervades his thinking is, I'm going to the cross for my father's glory and because I love people and I want to see them saved. I think that's what's driving him here as he says to his disciples, now in, in deep love for people, go and make disciples uh, of all nations. Uh, let me give you that image of, uh, we've talked already about that can make you feel uncomfortable, that can make people can feel offended by that. But let me give you the illustration of the, bu- the burning building. Uh, imagine uh, you see a building on fire. Uh, there are a whole lot of people working in that building. Uh, what is the loving thing to do? It's to tell people the building's on fire, isn't it? It's to race in there to make every possible announcement you can that you're in an unsafe place, you need to do something, you need to act, you need to turn, you need to exit now. Let me give you the instructions very clearly on how to do that because that is love, isn't it? And that might inconvenience some people. Some people might not believe you. Some people might not get out in time. But what's your role? To make sure that that message is heard loudly and clearly out of great love for them. Now is the time. And so given all these things, reality of heaven and hell, the centrality of the cross, uh, that everything's coming under Jesus, that life is short, that we're to be filled with deep love for people, Jesus says, go and make disciples of all nations. So as we wrap things up, I want to ask you, where is your heart as you step into 2023? Uh, is, this, is this your heartbeat? Is this your mission? Is this what you're on about as you step into a new year? Uh, do you want to see new disciples made? Uh, do you want to see disciples grown? And let me put a little bit sharper, do you want to grow in 2023? That's challenging, isn't it? Uh, And it all has to do with how much have these things captured you and your heart? So I don't think it's that we're not convicted, although you need to check whether you are convicted on these things, but it's perhaps that we're not convicted enough because here's the thing, the, the extent to which we are convicted is the extent to which we will be on this mission with Jesus. Is that fair? If you're not convinced of these things, I don't think you're going to put your heart and soul behind Jesus' mission. So it's to what extent are you convinced of the reality of heaven and hell? To what extent are you convinced that the cross is the big moment in history that changes everything? To what extent do you believe that Jesus is the Lord and one day everyone and everything will come under his lordship? Do you have a realistic picture of your life, that your life is incredibly short, that you have this moment, this window, and you don't want to waste it? And are you someone who has a deep love for people, brothers and sisters, disciples, but also people who don't yet know Jesus. The extent to which you believe these things 
I reckon, is the extent to which you will give yourself to the mission. And why is that? It's because, it's back to where we started, isn't it? It's because it's so costly. Uh, It's easier to cruise, it's easier to be aimless, it's easier to be a fat, selfish Christian, it's harder to be a convicted, on-mission Christian. Uh, That will cost you time, energy, money. Uh, That'll mean you need to think intentionally about how you're going to use this time, these gifts that God's given you. Uh, That will mean we'll need to do all of that together as a church to go and make disciples. Let me tell you about some things in 2023, uh, some concrete things, and I'll get you to respond. Uh, What does it mean to grow as a disciple at Salt this year? How will you be that deeply rooted, strong, firm, steadfast Christian uh, in 2023? Uh, There's some very simple ways. Uh, as you step into 2023. One is, we've already talked about this, sign up to small groups. If you're a follower of Jesus, if salt is your home, we want you to be part of a small group. Uh, There is uh, a great opportunity for you to grow, to hear God's word, to throw it around with one another, to pray for one another, to build relationships more uh, intentionally, uh, more closely. Uh, There is a great growth engine for you in 2023. Don't miss that opportunity. Uh, make sure you get on board with small groups. Uh, if, if you're new with us, uh, you're a follower of Jesus, uh, there's a step before small groups. We want you to join beginning. Uh, we want you to join salt well. Uh, we want you to land in small groups well. I uh, we want you to know what salt's all on about and hear a bit more about the, the mission, the vision, uh, and, and get to know others who are on that journey as well. So come along to beginning uh, that's coming up end of February. Uh, sign up for that before you hit a small group. Uh, secondly, uh, think into, keep thinking into Sunday gatherings. Keep committing yourself. Uh, it's been such a rocky road, hasn't it, over the last few years? We just talked about that with Fee. Uh, but committing yourself to every Sunday, I want to come under the Word of God. I want to meet with God's people, pray with God's people, sing with God's people. I want my heart, my, my life to be shaped by what God is saying in His Word. I want to be here to encourage new people to find, out, find Jesus to welcome uh, disciples of Jesus as well. I'm part of all that, and so I want to be here on Sundays. Uh, let me tell you about Grow this year. Uh, four times of the year we get together as a church family. Uh, what is the next step for us as we pray, as we think into our vision? Uh, we're going to gather four times of the year. We've actually moved it this year to a midweek opportunity. Um, so that week uh, we have Grow. We won't have small groups we want to all come together and, and think into what's the next steps? How can we rally behind to reach Wollongong for Jesus? Um, so there's three simple things uh, for you to think into for 2023. But here's another way we're going to grow this year. Uh, here's another thing that's going to produce great growth in our hearts uh, if we get behind it. And that's preparing financially for Salt's new home. Now, we spoke about this uh, last year, throughout last year, and particularly in Grow end of last year. Uh, This is a a growth decision for us. This is a a wise stewardship decision to think into how can we purchase a building down the track, a new home. This is a decision that uh, we're hoping will enable growth, uh, help us with stability of Salt for the long term. Uh, And what does that mean this year, and what does that mean for the next three years, uh, as we continue to lease 275, praise God, 
Uh, it means we need to raise money uh, for a purchase. We need to prepare ourselves financially. Uh, we've set a, a big goal, a goal of, a, of $1 million to be raised over the next three years. Uh, and in April this year, we're going to uh, talk into this in more detail. Uh, and, and it's going to be a great... What will it take? It will take lots of dollars, but it's going to stretch us in maturity. It's going it's to grow us in gospel generosity as we think into how can I sacrificially give um, to this plan for the future of salt as we think about not actually buildings, but people, new people uh, becoming disciples and growing SOPs. So look out for that. Uh, April, second term after Easter, we'll be having our new home campaign to get on board with uh, so we might keep growing and making disciples. But here's the other place you'll grow as a disciple, and that is by getting on board with the making of disciples. Um, So just consider it part of SALT life now that we're doing things like this. Life, our life series, so Kira spoke into this earlier, you saw the video. Um, How could you help someone start that journey as a new disciple, bring them along to life? Uh, We're hoping that'll happen each term this year. Um, uh, Some of the mission events you'll be hearing more about, uh, the stepping stone for someone who is not quite ready to discover who Jesus is at life, uh, coming to church on Sundays, too big a step, but what is that event I could invite them to? We want to keep putting that out for you and giving you opportunity to invite friends uh, to take a first step towards Jesus. And then lastly, Saltfest was, was just a great time last year. So again this year, first week of October, whole range of mission uh, events so people can take that first step. We want you to make the most of it. We want you to put that in your calendar, cement that in, be part of making that happen uh, and also be inviting people. So let me, let me call you to some action. Um, we've gone a little bit over time. I know, I know it's hot. Pull out your connection cards. Keris is going to come up and pray for us. But before she does, um, pull out your connection cards. Pull out that pen uh, that, that uh, you may be sitting on. And that would have made this whole talk very uncomfortable. Um, but pull that out. And um, uh, feel free to write any comment you like about Vision Sunday, about your involvement at Salt, Salt what you'd like to know, your questions, prayers. And there's some tick boxes on the back. Uh, but it might be something particular... Uh, and I, wanna, I want you to write one of these words as they apply to you. Um, so we'll go to the next slide. Yep, the first one's calendar. So very simply, I want to know what's going on at SALT in 2023 so I can organise myself for these mission events, the things that are happening. So point me in the direction of the calendar. I want to get that cemented in. Uh, just write the word calendar. Uh, second one is MTS. You, you heard that uh, Adam is an apprentice with us this year. Adam's raising funds towards his apprenticeship. You might want to help out with that. Uh, You might want to receive his prayer letter. Just write MTS and we'll send you all that. Uh, Third word is serve. You might think, uh, I really need to reconsider how I serve here. I want to get involved. I don't know how to get involved. Um, Help me. Just write serve. And last one is give. Uh, As we think about generosity this year, as we think about finances, you might think, I need some help. Uh, to become a regular giver uh, here at SALT. I'd like to do that, but I'd like to talk to someone about that. 
Um, please ignore that one if you're new with us. Uh, but if you're a follower of Jesus, you're part of SALT, you're a member, uh, we'd love you to get on board with that, uh, particularly this year. So write one of those things, write a comment, give you 30 seconds, and then Keris is going to pray for us. Join with me in praying. Dear Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise for our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. We thank you that in him we see your deep, deep love for our world. And Lord, we thank you for the call on our lives to be a part of your mission. What an amazing privilege that we could join in your gospel work, calling people urgently to look to the cross and to turn to you. Lord God, we pray that you would illuminate to us those areas in our own lives that may require change or growth, areas where we have become comfortable, areas that maybe we've been clinging to when we ought to be handing them over to you. Lord, we acknowledge that everything is coming under the lordship of Jesus, all people and all aspects of our lives too. Father, I pray that you will make us zealous for you and your glory. Take away our complacency and our idleness and remind us that life is short and the time is now. We confess, Lord, that we are so prone to distraction and wandering, but we ask this morning for your spirit to be at work in us, to convict us and compel us, that we would search our hearts and commit them to you that we would joyfully jump on board with Salt's vision to be growing disciples and making disciples. Lord, this is our prayer, that we would see a flood of lifelong disciples of Jesus in Wollongong and beyond. For your glory. Amen.